podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everyone. It's episode 34 of FPL Black Box. We're recording nice and early for you because Mark and I want to watch the match if it goes ahead a bit later on. How you doing, Mark? I'm all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird time now. I, I, I couldn't really legislate having a boo, uh, a, a beer. So I've just got a cup of tea because it's early evening. Well, I'm uh, hand... You're straight on it. Are you? Okay. <laughs> I'm straight on it. Yep. Sorry. That's fair enough. I might need a drink if this Liverpool Manchester United game is postponed. Um, I guess the good Again, news is if the kickoff is delayed, we can just keep we're talking for two to three hours, and we're probably the uh, in a good place to do that because otherwise we've got to cut it short. So we'll see. <laughs> yes, lots to cover tonight, but what a game week you've got to celebrate as well. We'll touch on it in detail in a minute, but you must be feeling good, right? Yeah, and like I've been tweeting tonight, you know, all about the gloating. Just want to celebrate <laughs> all my points. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a good one, but the game week's not over, and you know if the game does go ahead and Fernandez bangs in the hat trick of penalties, then it's going to be a rubbish one. So, very true. It'll be really bad for me if that happens. Yeah, exactly. So tonight um, we are going to look at. There's quite a lot to look at. Um, it's the last three game weeks of the season, obviously. So we've called this episode with a bang because this is about going out with a bang uh, at the end of the season. So um, tonight we're going to look at some differentials, some hopefully explosive differentials. I've called them the difference makers. I've got a list of them and I've put them together. Mm, And we're going to look at those. And we're going to look at all the data in the light of the remaining three fixtures and what the ticker tells us. I've also rolled out that double figure data that people have liked. Do you remember that? Oh, I've got people are going to love that. I've updated that. that. Uh, And we're going to look at Man City players because I want to look at whether they're going to be worth the risk or whether they're their players are going to be in the mix for these final three fixtures. Uh, and at the end, um, you know, we talk a bit about not celebrating success stories. I've got a hell of a success story and it's not either mm. of us to talk about at the end of the show. Okay. I don't know. I genuinely don't know what this is. I oh, don't so. you? I've mentioned it to you. So it shouldn't come as much surprise, but it will be. It, oh, is, okay. Maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Tale. So we're going to, we're going to touch on that at the end. Um, but for now, let's get going with a look back at our, our game week so far, really. Uh, and we'll start, fittingly, with your game week. 94 points so far and a big green arrow up to 83k. You must be absolutely over the moon. I am. <laughs> I am over the moon. Uh, you know, Greenwood I got in um, before that Leeds game uh, and he didn't deliver, but I still thought he looked kind of threatening in it. And then he's had a load of double digit returns all kind of around that. So it was a little bit annoyed that he didn't get anything in that. Um, But then, you know, we talked last week, we both made the decision to go without Fernandez. My best hope was that Greenwood captain would match Fernandez. And at the moment he's outscoring him. And I don't know if he'll start tonight, but he should still get some minutes. Um, and so, you know, Fernandez is going to get, need to get a pretty sizable return for, for, you know, for, for that to really hurt. Um, and Son score. Cause I would have, I was able to do mm. Son to Fernandez, you see, that was the thing we were talking about and I didn't do it. Um, just sorry for any, any podcast listeners, it's Mending goal, Trent, Castagna, <laughs> Lindelof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not such a good transfer. Uh, Salah Son, Greenwood captain, Jota, Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Ian Acho. Uh, yeah, and, and Greenwood captain with 36 points is is, is definitely the highlight. Um, yeah, 
I, I, I posted it and everyone was like, oh, Ash, you're so brave. You're such a brave captaincy call. I was thinking, really? <laughs> Is it? It's, He's the only United attacker I've got and they've got a triple game week. It kind of seemed completely logical. Yeah, I mean, me, I guess but... if you don't have Bruno, that's it really. Um, if you've got another United, you go with them. I, I, did you, if you hadn't have had Greenwood, did you have gone Lindelof low? No. No. I don't think so. Because no. there was... No, it was... Calvert-Lewin was, was the one that right. I, I had my eye on until, mm. until United had the triple game week. It was always going to be Calvert-Lewin this week. Mm. Um, so that wouldn't have been a complete disaster. But... Mm. No, I, it, it, it's worked out brilliantly for you and, and he could well play tonight as well. We are going to, for the first time, try and feature the team sheets in tonight's show. I've prepared, I've prepared screens to drop the team sheets. It's really ambitious. I'm going to cock it up and it's going to go all wrong, but I'm going to try try with that anyway. So we'll see whether Mason Greenwood takes the field tonight. I think he will get minutes. Um, He'll get 30, I think. Yeah, I mean, to start all of them would have been an incredible result for you. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And the, and the Bruno penalty hurt us a bit. I mean, it was there. I think I said last week they haven't had a penalty for five matches. That's the longest run that they've had since he's been at the club. And lo and behold, it was a soft one as well, wasn't it? Louis, when he gave that away, I was like, it was funny because Pogba was in the box with his back to Louis. And I was like, just don't foul him. He's looking for the pen, looking for the pen. And lo and behold, he did. It's like we could all see it happen. And oh, no. apart from Lewis, it was like, oh, come on. It was such a silly <laughs> challenge, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But there you go. That's, you pick a penalty taker every now and then, you're going to get a penalty. It's not, insurance. It's not yeah, insurance. absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's look at my team because it's, a compared to yours, a bit of a sorry tale. I went without Bruno because it would have meant like you getting rid of Son. And when Son scored, I was like, oh, great. That's, I'm up on the deal. Bruno's going to have to pull something out of the bag. And obviously he has with the penalty and he could hurt me even more tonight. I think the problem for me was always next game week. And so not only, as I said last week, is it a hit for this week, it would have been every hit I take this week, I've got to repeat again next week to get the United players out. So I don't think I'm much out of pocket. Yeah. Um, if I'd have gone Greenwood, obviously I'd have been better off. But at the moment, unless Bruno scores again, um, I should be okay. I should look back on it and think it's not been that much of a disaster. 69 points, so Mendy with the lucky penalty save. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, really fortunate. It took me a it? while to even work out whether that would be classed as a save. You had to think <laughs> about know, it. When, I was like, well, he's literally just sort of poured it out of the air. And, and, and is that a save? Does that count? But yeah, it does, obviously, Yeah, which was good. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy, wasn't it? Um, so I was... I got off to a great start with that unexpected clean sheet, obviously, as well. Um, so, you know, Mendy, Dina, Alexander-Arnold and Shaw. Shaw was my hit, uh, came in for Rudiger, which sounded okay until Holding got the clean sheet last night at Chelsea. Mm. So, yeah, but, you know. We what? discussed it, didn't we, a couple of days before, whether mm. to play Holding or go free now. The thing with me and, and Lindelof was that, I just saw a, I saw some chance of potential. You know, I think we all kind of knew they'd probably all play two or, or or whatever and have their minutes managed. But what if he played three? What if he got three clean sheets? What if he got 30 points? I was willing just to kind of risk it for that. And I didn't have any faith in holding. I didn't expect them to get a clean sheet. No, I, I thought the West Brom game would be a good one for him. I didn't think mm. for one minute that Arsenal would get the clean sheet at Chelsea. So I was going to play holding it ahead of Rudiger. So I think this is a loss for me. Obviously, it's the minus four plus the holding point. So I've got to hope that Shaw either gets me an attacking return tonight or does something against Fulham that pays some of it back. But we'll see. It's, them to it's like you say, we wanted to invest in the... 
we're almost seduced by it, weren't we? It's three matches. We've got to have a we've got to have a ticket yeah. in the lottery, haven't we? We've got to not having Bruno. I needed to go in with somebody. So in the end, I went Shaw, who's a player I've been coveting ever since he turned into Kevin De Bruyne at left back, which is what he's been <laughs> yeah. for a while, isn't it? Um, so he's fun to watch. He nearly scored at Villa as well. So you know, I'll, no, I'll get I've some got no regrets. Well, triple game week. How often I know. Come around? I know. Uh, elsewhere in midfield Salah's my captain on 12 at the moment Lingard one point that's a big foul I guess I I could have gone Lingard to Greenwood um, Son 7 Jota 3 Iheanacho the 9 Calvert-Lewin the 9 so far and Kane 2 I'm not aware of how Everton are getting on at Villa at the moment is it is it Neil Neil? I haven't checked that one so I think so yeah okay. no, no. fair enough I've got Dino and Calvert-Lewin so 69 points not good but I've got a few more points to come hopefully today and you never know Salah might get a hat-trick Never know. He never does well though against United, and Luke Shaw always marks him out the game. So I'm not expecting too much. But <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully the match goes ahead. I'll, I'll take that at the moment. Um, no, so yes, great in the good league. Um, I've I've kind of fallen behind Fabio now. I'm what am I good? Twenty two points behind him going into tonight today's games. Whether I can catch him up, I don't think so. I don't think so. So it's all going to be about the final three game weeks and whether I can catch him up. And worse still, Magnus is breathing down my neck. Absolutely, I can feel him. I, yeah, you know, he's very <laughs> close now. He didn't have a great game week, 73 points, but he's closing in and he's still got the bench boost. What's he going to do with that now? He's still 30, 30 behind you, right? Yeah, but the bench boost is worrying because you've got to think... What's your average bench boost would say? He's going to get at least, what, 12 to 20, somewhere yeah, around there, isn't it? 15, I'd say. Yeah. It's a pretty good return. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, exciting. It's going to be close. And also Andy's pulled away from me a bit as well. So the final mm. day stream where we're both neck and neck might be in jeopardy unless I get my act together. Um, you had a brilliant game because you said the, the, the lowest score in the league and you've got the highest other than Tom Freeman who come in with 97 at the moment. But Joe's still ahead of you. He got 92 with his bench boost, so you haven't called him up. So still relegation is a real concern for you. You're not out of it yet, are you? But Yeah, well, we talked about all the chips and stuff people had last week. So mm. to, ha- to ha- be having a good game week at this point, I'll, I'll take, because you know, there's a lot of chips being played, bench boost, triple captains, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's amazing. Every, look at all those Brunos, two Salas, mm. all those Brunos, and I was the only one who went for someone um, a bit different. So yeah, it's another kind of successful differential captain really yeah. for me so I'm quite happy with that everyone in the league went Bruno captain apart from myself who had to go Salah and yourself who went Greenwood, Greenwood and so. Neil. Neil Neil went for Salah oh yes there's Neil in there I didn't spot him yeah. good old Neil yeah you can rely upon to be a, a maverick or is it not maverick it's just bad <laughs> management because we didn't have Bruno basically isn't it That's yeah. more or less it. <laughs> let's not call it uh, maverick um, let's look at I mean uh, what tonight's game hopefully will go ahead because I want to just pick up on something which was posted on the community by our friend Legomani again. Not really hugely relevant, but I think it kind of sums up what a bizarre season we've had, which is a list of, a nice little list of all the postponements so far this season, um, which kind of underlines what a crazy season it's been. And it's still going on as we as we record this with the United-Liverpool game, hopefully not being postponed the latest. But look, look at that graphic. Look how many matches we've seen postponed over the season and what we've had to cope with. It really does sum it up rather nicely just how chaotic it's been, hasn't it? Yeah. And you've, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's been such a tough season. It mm. really has. I mean, the, the, what like somebody said in the chat, the wild card for me has kind of turned my, my season round because up until that it was a real struggle. But 
yeah, if you are not doing very well, I mean, just don't don't worry too much. I mean, it's some things you just can't legislate for. It's just been not even that. I mean, even stuff in games has just has just been crazy, and all the players that you wouldn't have thought could. Live. I mean, when Gundogan is Man City's top goal scorer, you know, something's it's a weird season. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and we had that kind of scare in the first few weeks. Of, oh my god, penalties are going to break the FBL. Do you remember that? After three weeks, yeah. we were like, what, "What's this? We just pick penalty takers, and that's it." I mean, luckily that kind of normalised over the season. Um, but it's been it, it has been odd, and so yeah, I think if it's your first FBL season and you've uh, you found it quite a uh, roller coaster experience, that's that's mainly due to the type of season we've had. Mm. It's not always like that, as we've said before. So. Well done in particular to the individual we're going to focus on at the end of the show, who is Mm. having an incredible first season, but despite all this. Another chart I want to show, which was uh, is from our friend Ragaboli over at livefbl.net, is this one here. It's not chips remaining, that headline is wrong. What this is, is is active players going into game week 36. And this is quite interesting because I was being all smug about, oh, well, I'm not going to take hits um, for this week. What I'm going to do, I'm going to rely on my team being a few moves ahead of everybody else going into Game Week 36, thinking that everybody else would have to take hits galore. And then this graphic came out, and I'm like, oh, oh, maybe not. Maybe everyone's going to be okay, and maybe I got that completely wrong. <laughs> this this graphic basically highlights that most managers, even without Forster, who is expected not to play, um, will have around nine players available. I mean, in the top 100, it's 8.9 without Forster. Top 1K just under that. Um, but, yeah, going up throughout the league, so if you go up to over, up to a million, then the average number of players is over 9.0, it's 9.2. So overall, most FBL managers go into 36 with nine active players. I think there's been the Veltman injury might dent that a little bit, maybe, and, the, and it includes the dunk sending off as well. So 9.2, does that surprise you? Do you did you expect managers to have fewer than that? Um, God, I don't know. I, I I guess so. I mean, it's when you look at the teams that are that are out. I guess you would right because mm. Chelsea and Leicester obviously have uh, big teams, but Chelsea really, other than what Rudiger and Mendy and maybe Azcolokos. I mean, no one's got likes of Werner and Havertz and Mount and all those guys. They're all quite. They're in some teams, but they're all quite rare. United. I mean, Fernandez. Other than that, I don't think I, there's not Fernandez and Shaw. There's not. Again, there's not huge amounts of, of options there. Leicester is Ian Acho. Mm, yeah. No one's really going near anyone else. I don't know. I, I It is strange, but at the same time, I can kind of see it because a lot of them are, are kind of more left yeah. field picks. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it sucks for me when I've got like eight players and I'm like... Uh, yeah, so you're, un- you're <laughs> under the average, basically, across, uh, across the game. Yeah. Which, I mean, what this doesn't show is what the quality of those players are. So it might be that some of them have got players that perhaps they don't want to play. Um, but even so, the number means it looks like with a free transfer as well, most are going to get eleven out, certainly ten. So it's not going to it's not going to be the advantage that I thought it would be for me, which is a mm. bit of a shame, um, considering that I'm probably going to continue to struggle with the last two matches of this game week. But there you go. Um, so I think the focus of the show should be on what this shows, which is the overall ticker and the fact we've got you know three game weeks left now. And we this should is, mention our partner at some point tonight, Mark. Our partner? Yeah. Okay, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> have you got a screen for our partner? I do have a screen for our partner, yeah. yeah. Well, is, that, is that coming soon or is that coming later? That, that's coming later with the predictions. 
No, we're doing one up front as well. Oh, are we? Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? I had no idea you want to talk about that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, I'll I'll just, just, just to bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, just a quick mention. Uh, we're partnered with Weekly 7 uh, uh, this week. Um, there's a link in the description if you want to sign up. Um, essentially, you predict seven correct scores over seven different matches. And if you get all seven right, you win a million quid. <laughs> yes. And when you say it, it sounds easy and it sounds like no problem. But I know from our predictions that we do every week, it's not that easy. Um, it's a completely free game to play, 18 plus, UK only. Um, what would you do with a million quid? I don't, I, yeah, still, I've not thought about it really. I've not, I've not thought about it. It's quite difficult, isn't it? I don't think it's a problem I'm going to have to think about, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to get seven scores right, given that <laughs> I average about 50% on the outcomes, let alone the results. 50 is an outcome, I know. Yeah. Getting yeah. Seven if it was right. all what's Wolves what's games, you... I'd be fine. I think I'd have a chance. <laughs> so I'm pretty good at you're, that. You're, you're, you're quite good at the actual results, though. You definitely, you definitely nail more than I do. Yeah, okay. That's not so much. No, no, sorry about that. I didn't read the script, obviously, there. as You didn't read the script. No, it's fine. I did tell you. We'll look at them again when we go back to the predictions. (laughs) But just just to mention as well, you get a £5 Uber Eats voucher. Oh, yes, I'm more excited about that. I know. Than the million quid. I'd rather have the Uber Eats, I think. Although we don't have Uber Eats up in Cambridge, so they need to sort Uh, that out. Yeah. Uh, If you want to play, it's weekly7.app.link forward slash black box. Our affiliate link, so you can use that. Uh, and yeah, we'll be doing our predictions as normal at the end of the show. Um, so you can see which games are included. And, and one, yeah, one of I the mean, seven is free. One it's of the free. seven is the cup final, right? It's the cup it final is. completely, which through us, we can totally forgot the cup final was this. It's really weird when no. you play FBL so avidly, things like the, the league cup final and the FA cup final just, just disappeared. When you complained, you were like, why is this, why is this know, game it's like, included? It's been rearranged, amateurs. And then. I was like, oh, wait, it's the cup final. <laughs> the FA Cup final, which used to be the one fixture I looked forward to more than any other when I was a kid because it was the only one on TV. And now look, nowadays, I don't even know when the FA Cup final is. That's how much FBL has changed and live matches have, have just spoiled us, haven't they? Uh, let's go back to the ticker, the overall ticker. This is what I was looking at. So, yeah, so a free fixtures left. Uh, and this is um, sorted by the difficulty um, of those fixtures, according to Scout's ticker, this is, of course. Liverpool at the top there. So what what I want to get from this really is what teams we should be looking at over the remaining three fixtures. Um, And from this, there are names that leap out. Sheffield United are in the top four or five, but they're they're not a team that I don't think we're going to consider. They've never had any assets all season, uh, apart from Molly Burke, who made his way into teams as an enabler. But for me, Liverpool, Leeds, West Ham, Everton... Maybe Newcastle, maybe Spurs are the teams that I've kind of fixated on when I've started to look at the players that could make a difference to the end of our season. Would you concur with that? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's I mean, pretty straightforward, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was talking to Andy earlier, we, did, we were doing like the Q&A, and I just think there's opportunities for us to target teams playing Sheffield United, West Brom, Fulham mm. over the next few weeks. Like with Everton playing them this week, with Liverpool playing West Brom, and then you've got like Antonio playing West Brom, and then we've got like Fernandez and Greenwood against Fulham at home, which looks a really good fixture. And then uh, in the last week, I think Burnley playing Sheffield United, so you've got Chris Wood, eight, eight goals in 10 for Chris Wood. I, I, it's just mind boggling, isn't it, Chris Wood? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, I think it's a completely, you know, when you've got this few games left, you can actually 
do that. And I mean, Liverpool as well. I mean, Liverpool with West Brom and, and Palace and playing a Burley team who seem to be a bit more gung-ho than we've seen them in, in previous seasons. I think there's there's some really strong options for these these final three weeks. The, the thing with Liverpool as well, the result at Stamford Bridge last night that opened the top four race back up, if Liverpool get anything at United, but they need a win, don't they? They will continue to go into those next three games with hope and with every incentive to, you know, win those matches and win them comfortably. Whether they will, it's obviously something we can't rely on because they haven't been reliable at all. But they are the standout because they have that combination of motivation and obviously explosive players in their team, which is is what we look for mm. when we're trying to end the season strongly. Leeds, West Ham and Everton. Um, again, you know, West Ham are still in with a shout as well. Uh, might not be after tonight, but we'll see how Liverpool get on. But yeah, I mean, Everton... West Ham are at least competing for European football. And Leeds, I think, are, you know, Bielsa's just trying to push on. He won't let his team relax. So I think we have got some teams here to look at that are in a position to give us positive football over the remaining three game weeks, which is perhaps something... Positive football? Yeah, I think so. I like that. It's a new well, one. Well, we don't want... We don't want that, that term on the beach or on the golf course, if you're Gareth Bale... Um, we don't want it to fizzle out, do we? As FBL managers, we want to be able to think that the final three game weeks are like any others. It's it's a level situation. We haven't got to think of teams taking their foot off the gas. And I think with the teams that we've mentioned, hopefully that isn't mm. going to be the case. And Andy asked me a good question. Well, it's from, mm. from the chat. He, he doesn't deserve any credit. It wasn't his question. Uh, but the question was, um, 37, there's going to be fans back in some of the stadiums, right? Yeah. So does that give a bit more of a impetus to because I mean look at Newcastle like Newcastle Sheffield United I mean mm. Newcastle fans are so angry with everything that's going on anyway but I don't know you've got to think that the players will want to give them a I mean it's been a very difficult season for them and I don't know the likes of St Maximan could be someone in that week who really gets a lift from from all the fans there West Ham uh, sorry West Brom um, Pereira again you know relegated but he's been absolutely still smashing it might just take it on himself to, I don't know, the, the home games in 37, are they games that you might want to target a bit or do you think that's maybe a bit too, looking a bit too much Yeah, I, I think there's something in that and certainly final day, I look at Leeds at home to West Brom as well and think that surely is going to be a celebration of their their season and I think it plays, a, I mean, there's no away fans God there at Bamford all. for that game, right? Well, that's right. That would probably be in my thoughts um, and I, I think there's, we can play to that. How it will turn out, we don't know. But it's certainly something we can try and play to. You know, the fact that the home teams in 37 and 38 could have an advantage. We don't know. It's speculation, isn't it? What we've seen over the season is the home teams haven't had any advantage at all. In fact, it's been the other way around. So, I don't know. It'd be difficult to... There's no certainty that it's going to switch because there's crowds there, but it's a factor to play for, like I say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and the thing with Newcastle, and the only reason why I'm not more enthusiastic about them, I think, is Callum Wilson's injury, which has taken him out of the equation and he would be the obvious target because he's a forward and, you know, if, if anything, forwards are probably with Ian Acho missing 36 and having difficult fixtures in 37, 38, um, you know, there's a slot there that we could have looked to Wilson to fill. Whereas Sam mm. Maximan, midfield slot, m- more difficult, I think, to find a place for him. Yeah, I'd love to get rid of like Jota for him, but... Risky. It's hard to justify, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So I think when they've got Palace at home. Yeah. I mean, we can tr- like in the last game, we can try and read Klopp's rotation, but 
that's not you know that's not something we ideally want to do so i think it, most people with jota at this point are probably going to keep him um for me with son and kane going into the final game it might be one of those two that makes way mm. depending because of spurs's motivation now what is it um you know their their top four's out of reach it's difficult to say whether they're going to go into that final game at Leicester event with well, they have nothing to play for other than pride and European spot in terms of Europa League, I guess. But is that something they want to play for? And, and you know, with the Kane future as well, it's just difficult to read, isn't it? That the Spurs situation. So yeah, and and, and like, well, I think we saw with Bale, like, you know, in the last game, just why we said that he wasn't the best option to go for because they're playing Leeds, they're playing poorly. Mm. He's not tracking back. They hook him off for sixty minutes. I'd say his place is probably in doubt for the next game um, against Wolves. And it's just, I just think Son and Son is particularly, I think is so clear of, of Bale in terms of who I'd want in my team. Kane has blanked now in two games, seems to be dropping back deeper again and, and doing that annoying thing he does where he wants others to come into the game. It's very irritating being a team player like that for FPL teams. Um, so, I've, I mean, I, I honestly think if I was going to really... You know, say I was 200k or something and I really wanted to push for the 100k, it would be Kane that I took out rather than Bale, mm. um, rather than Son, sorry. Mm. If, I, if I wanted to take a punt on Bale, which I don't. But yeah, I think because I'm seeing a lot of people talking about Son or Bale, Son or Bale for this kind of run. And I just think Son is, I think Son and Salah are just, are just must. Yeah, I Good mean. fixtures, great form, doing everything. They're, they're the must-own, well, I think Salah's a must-own heavy hitter for sure. Um, I think, the focus of tonight's show that I've chosen is to look at players who could be differentials over the run-in. But there's no doubt that Salah, as we see when we look at the captain matrix, is is a player that you've got to go forward with over these final three game weeks. So I think those teams are the ones we're going to look at, and they're the teams that I've highlighted in the data. That's that ticker. I want to look at the double-figure data because this is something that we did a few game weeks back, um, and we looked at... Yeah, we- um, yeah, we, yeah, you played a, a vital part. part in that. So I wanted to look at, I wanted to get this kind of data, which was the double-figure hauls over the season for players. Um, I wanted to see how they would, and this is updated now, Fernandez still out on top with 12. Son, you just mentioned, 11 double-figure hauls, which is mm. incredibly strong, more than Kane in third on eight. Vardy, seven, then we're going down to Gundogan. Martinez, goalkeeper with six double-figure hauls, which just underlines what season he's had. So, you know, this is, a list that we can refer to over the final few game weeks, of course, certainly when it comes to the captaincy, it underlines that, you know, Son isn't someone we should just dismiss over these final three game weeks, just as you said there. But I think the, the beauty of this was when I developed it further and we started looking at the teams that have allowed um, double figures. So what this table shows is the each team and how many double-figure returns they've allowed in their home matches and in their away matches. So that is double-figure returns that their opponents have got so Manchester City at the top, for example, have only allowed two double figure returns. Um, when you play them at home, when you play them away, they've allowed six. Um, so they've actually been weaker in home matches. That was mainly the Leicester game, which was an incredible defeat mm. uh, at the Etihad. So when I started doing that, and this enabled us to identify the fixtures that were most profitable when it comes to double figures allowed, and that was the, the highlighted fixtures here which is um, Crystal Palace at home. 19 double-figure returns for Crystal Palace's opponents when they played them at home. Sheffield United at home, 19 double-figure returns when teams play Sheffield United at home. 
And West Brom away at the Hawthorns, 19 double-figure returns for opponents at the Hawthorns. So those three fixtures are the, mm. the best. Interesting, if you look at the fixtures that have allowed the fewest, we've mentioned Man City have only allowed two double-figure returns when you play them at home. Look at Brighton. When you, when you go away to Brighton, only five double-figure returns allowed. That, yeah. is the, uh, that is the fewest. Yeah. Other That's... than that Man City fixture. Yeah, is it, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a metric that I don't think will make it onto Sky Sports. No, it's interesting. <laughs> but isn't it? for FPL wise, I think it's absolute gold. And and what do you think about Brighton this week? Because obviously we've got no Veltman, no Dunk, a mm. lot of investment happening in in Antonio. Um, I, th- I I'm a bit worried about Antonio with three games in the next week as well, considering that he's made of glass, and I think he he probably will play in all of them, but. Mm. I do wonder a bit about whether he's... You said it, I remember you saying it right at the start of the season, one of his first games back, every time he runs for the ball, you're just worried that he's, something's going to twang, something's going to go. So, I don't know. I still don't think this, this Brighton game is that good a, is that, is a no. good game for, for no. West Ham. No. Even without Duncan and Veltman. Um, I think it's, it's, not, it's not just our defence. We, 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 can, we can see a few goals because of the way we play. You know, we're a possession-based team. We, we're like City, you know. We, we control the ball. We make it hard. You've got to, you know, properly win the ball back and counter on us. And there's a good shape to the team. Everyone plays in different positions and fills in. It's not just about Duncan Veltman. So everyone thinking just because Duncan Veltman's out, it's going to be a massacre and West Ham are going to win 5-0. I'm, I'm, just not, I'm just not buying it. I think it's going to be a tight game. Mm. Um, so that puts me off going for, for, for Antonio and his injury record um, as well. So. Yeah, well, and this, that's, this, that's, pretty, that, um, that's you know, very interesting. Antonio is a player that we're going to touch on um, throughout the show, I think. But yeah, I mean, it just shows you the underlines that, you know, Brighton at the Amex, only five double-figure returns allowed to their opponents. The only other fixture that gets close to that is um, when you play Everton at home. So that underlines what a strong travelling team Everton are. They've only allowed ridiculous, five... Five double-figure <laughs> returns on their travels. Yeah. Look at them. Look and yeah, Goodison, home. they've allowed 14. Doesn't... Doesn't make any sense. It defies all logic of anything. Like, mm. why are they so bad at home? And why? so effective away. I mean, presumably, I don't know what the score is at the moment at Villa Park, but this would indicate that Everton win this game. Win at Villa Park. Still 0-0. No, no. Is it? All right. Um, Richard so, Brooks says, there's a soundbite there of me comparing Brighton to Man City. <laughs> is there? A classic? I'll, I didn't... Yeah, there probably is. Sample you're, that later. You're not wrong. I said like... City in the same way we try and control the ball. I don't know. Is it that bad? No, nah, mm. it'd be all right. But I'll go back and try and sample it if it's a good one. Um, so from this data, I then created a, uh, another ticker, which um, is, is kind of interesting as well. And so we'll just look at this and revisit this over the final three game weeks. And again, it, it's the same teams that we discussed earlier, not surprisingly. So what you're seeing here is a list of the teams in order of the uh, number of double figures their opponents have allowed over the last three fixtures. And when it comes to double figures allowed, Liverpool have got the best set of opponents. 44 double figures allowed by their opponents, their last three opponents. West Ham next on 40, Sheffield United 39, Everton 38, Newcastle 35, Leeds 34. So it's the same teams that we mentioned, really. Liverpool, West Ham, Everton, Newcastle, and, and maybe a bit of Spurs in there as well, and certainly Leeds as well. well this is, I've got a few comments on this. Go on. Interesting. Well, it's very interesting that Leicester are down the bottom because obviously Ian Acho is 
widely being sold by a lot of yep. people because he's got the blank and then Chelsea. I mean, it's not, you know, blank Chelsea and then Spurs, obviously, it's, yep. it's going to be like that. But, you know, it kind of supports that decision to to want to kind of remove him. It's interesting that United are there yep. as well with 17. I mean, that, they've got Fulham, but Fulham's isn't massively high. I would have thought Fulham would have, you know, considering they've been relegated and they've been pretty poor for most of the season, I thought that would be you know, a really high, you know, you compare that to yeah, like no, nine, West Ham's. Right. Yeah, you compare it to like West Ham's uh, game against West Brom, um, 19 and Fulham are at nine. Mm. But I'm thinking United, that's the perfect fixture for like Fernandez or Greenwood. But actually, there hasn't been too many massive hauls against them. So but that, that's Fulham when they were still fighting, of course. I mean, this True. is the thing we've got to consider. When, when you talk about Brighton being strong at the Amex, they're safe now, right? Does that change anything? And similar for Fulham, they're down now. Does that change anything? Um, it's, it's, again, we can only speculate that it might have an effect. But yeah, United's mm. fixtures aren't strong, the last two, in terms of the opponents allowing double figures either. So I think it's valid to, yeah, get rid of your Leicester mm. assets and, and United assets and invest in the teams that we've mentioned. Well, and, and, and the other one there is City, right? Because mm. I was talking to Andy again earlier about... And we're going to talk about it later about city assets and should we run pep roulette and all that stuff. Mm. And they're like fifth from bottom on on this chart. So yep. not only are you going having to get the right players in and you know fight against rotation and all that stuff, but you're actually by this logic not getting in someone who's the high one of the top tier teams in terms of opponents. So yeah. that puts me off them even more. Yeah, ten five five. Let's just remind ourselves who they are playing over the final three game weeks. It's Newcastle. Newcastle away is the 10, then Brighton away, which is, yeah, a difficult, as we said, it's the two fixtures we said are the, the hardest other than City, which yeah. is Brighton away and Everton at home. They are, in yeah. terms of double figure returns, the hardest fixtures. And that's what City them. have got. Well, you've got to think as well, like we don't know what the team will be and we're going to... We're, <laughs> we've got some team news. Oh yeah. Sorry. We've okay. got some team news. You're yep. not going to believe this. Go on, Greenwood starts. <laughs> uh, Greenwood starts yep. again. Yeah. And Jota's benched. No, I do believe that, yeah. No, I, I expect I expected that actually. I expected the Jota Assuming FPL Rockstar in the chat no, is, is no, the real FPL no. Rockstar. I'm surprised that Greenwood starting, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder who he's left out to get Greenwood start again. Because Cavani, right? Because I guess again. I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Which is surprising. I thought Cavani would start that one, this one, but Interesting. Now, I'm not surprised by Jota. I expected that. But then you want Jota starting at uh, at West Brom. That's right? true. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, it's... Oh, Greenwood, come on. If Greenwood gets another goal, this could be... Yeah, a, I'll be celebrating a your success of... in a great way. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but let's let's go back to City. Let's look at them. Because um, Legomani, again, who's uh, such a great servant to the community, has, has, has been looking at City rotation for a while now. And this is his chart, which shows the rotation going into game week 36, 37 and 38 and highlights you know, some of the players that we'll discuss here. Um, so we can come back to this in a minute, but it, it just shows you just how rife rotation has been amongst the, well, not just the attacking assets, but in defence as well. Do you think that there's going to be any consistency in City's lineup over the final three fixtures with the Champions League final league? <laughs> no. That's a no then, is it? <laughs> Joking, of course not. <laughs> Any consistency in their lineup, it's gonna be an absolute minefield. How the hell can you predict who's gonna start one week or the next? 
I, the best decision I made on the wild card was avoiding a lot of them. Mm. And that doesn't change for me in any way. I I know there's potential. I know they're playing Newcastle. I know any of their players could get mm. a hat-trick or four goals in that game. Who the hell is going to start in that game? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, loads of people are talking about Mares. Yeah. Um, I think Mares could hit a big haul between now and the end of the season. But I think he started like two in the last six games. Well, it's no, it says here. Look, let's have a look. He has missed three of the last six. Yeah, so he's he's missed three of the last six. Yeah, okay, uh, the last yeah. seven. So he has started four of the last seven. So he he missed the game week thirty five game against Chelsea, and he missed the thirty four against Palace. But he played in between that. He played the PSG game. So he's missed the two Premier League games around the European tie. He is certainly not. No, you. There's no degree of certainty with any of them. But I mean, when you look at the data, and I bought, I put some data together here, which is no, he started two of the last six. Yeah, in the Premier League. In the Premier League, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Legamani's data I mean. was all matches. Yeah, in the Premier yeah, League, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, That's but, terrible. Yeah, but there's no distractions <laughs> now. The next three are all Premier League, right? Other than you know the Champions League finals. Well, well they are, but it, but also you can't have your best players picking up a stupid injury like Maguire got. Yeah, so he's not going to risk so, them as a result. Well, I, you know, obviously Mahrez is going to play some minutes between now and the end of the season. But the data we've just shown and everything points to, it's got to be that Newcastle game, right? It's got to, if you're going to get points, big yeah. points from any of these players, it's going to most likely come from that Newcastle game. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea who's going to start in that. I couldn't, I couldn't predict the lineup, even if I wanted to. It could be full strength. It could be completely rotated. It could be half and half. I've got no idea. It's not what it's not worth it. Mm. Well, we know that De Bruyne. I think is. I think he's, that's more or less confirmed that he's still not fit, so he's still not back. Which kind of brings Foden, Mares, Gundogan into the conversation. And Gundogan, as we know, has been hugely effective with without De Bruyne. But you just don't think it's worth it. Not even the one week. I mean, obviously with the free hit, and I've got a free hit team later on that we're going to look at that I've put together, which is kind of like a differential free hit team. With a free hit, you'd go there, right? Yeah, maybe. With, with, with a free hit, I would, because it is, you know, it's such a good fixture, Newcastle at home. I think I probably would get one and just hope, and it would be Foden or, or Mares. And I'd, I'd probably go for Mares, I think. Right. If I, if I was going to pick one for this week, I think it'd be Mares. Um, but I wouldn't be that confident about him starting. Mm. I mean, this, this data shows it's sorted by minutes per expected goal involvement, non penalty. Over the last six matches, that is every player's last six matches. So it's a level playing field in terms of terms of that, not not totally in terms of minutes. And Mares is behind Foden, and interestingly behind Sterling. Sterling on one seven one point mm. six minutes per xgi, non penalty. But Sterling is just you know he's not even in the in the chat, is he? I mentioned Gundogan, Mares, and Foden. Even if you're free hitting, would you even would you consider Sterling? Well, no, I think Sterling's the same the same problem as as Foden in, in in the sense that I don't I mean I don't think Sterling is first choice anymore. I don't think he's going to start the final. No, and I don't know if that makes him a better option or a worse option because if if he's playing a first team lineup, he's not in it. But if he's playing a second string team, then Sterling will be in it. But then it's a second string team, and they're probably less effective and and all of this kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm 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 not sold. I, I just think there's three weeks left. Like the minimum you need is players who play, mm. and and you know I and I don't think this year City have been a team which regularly gets big hauls like we've seen in previous seasons. There's been no eight nils, seven nils against teams like Watford and you know and and other Norwich and and those kind of guys. 
Um, you know, I think I think uh, there's been about f- only four, four or five times they've scored more than four goals or something, which I mean isn't bad. It's Man City, obviously, but I just don't see them really being a team that can hit a, huge, a, a massive. Oh god, this is a soundbite when they beat Newcastle nine <laughs> 0 You're, nine nil, you're isn't about it? to say they're not gonna. <laughs> They're never going to hit big a big scoreline between now and the end of the season. Yeah, you you've said it now. So yeah, we'll thanks take, for we'll that. You that put the words like. in my mouth. Very clever. Very clever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, they they could do. You know, a disclaimer: it's Man City. Of course, mm. they could hit a massive haul, but I just, I, I, I just, I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna play a full strength side in any of these three games. It's always going to be rotation. It's always going to impact them a little bit, um, and the fixtures aren't that great. It's all it's all in on that on that Newcastle game. So. Yeah, free hit wise, I think taking a punt on one of them is sensible. But using a transfer and keeping them over three games, I, I, I yeah, I don't condone that. No. Okay, so I've put a, a city player in the free hit team later on and see if you agree with the choice that I've gone with. Um, I can't what, believe Greenwood starts again. Is that is that actually confirmed now? I'm just that I'm just confirmed. looking I'm just looking for the yeah. team sheets now. Um, it's confirmed. Henderson, um, Wambasaka, Bai, Lindelof, Shaw. Tomane Fred, Rashford, Bruno, Pogba, Greenwood. So Greenwood up front again. I thought Greenwood was unbelievable in that last match against Leicester. Did you watch it? Mm, yeah, played well. I mean, he's, he's gone up a level <sighs> since he's had consistent matches, like consistent starts. Right? He, 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 but just, we saw he it last led, season. He, 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 you know, he led like a captain. He was, he was tracking back. He was throwing his body in front of tackles. He, was, he made a couple of wrong decisions, I think, where he could have passed maybe to the left and he went to the right instead or something like that. But... You know the effort he put into that match and the goal he scored was so clinical. He is an absolute top, top, top player, and 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 I think he's he's definitely um, pushing for a place in the to start for England. Interestingly, right. I've just seen Simon Peach tweet a completely different team with Greenwood not playing. Is that absolutely certain? No. Oh, Simon Peach no. has said that Cavani starts. Um, no. I think I think it is wrong. I don't think he does. Oh, interesting. So who leaked that? So what, what happened there? That was really bizarre. So rock, rock stars wrong. Well, it looks that way because Simon Peach has definitely put a team out: Henderson, Wambasaka, Lindelof, Bay, Shaw, Fred, oh but Tomane, Pogba, Fernandez, Rashford, Cavani. Yeah, and Jota starts. And, yeah, and Jota starts. Jota starts. So what happened there? There was that fake oh, team. Rockstar. Did did Rockstar <gasps> maybe, get maybe? Trump. Maybe he's been caught out. Maybe something, this is like, you know, they, they leaked it to him. Yeah. That and now is, everyone that, knows. That's a special moment, isn't it? That was bizarre. And Yotta start, you're right. So he was wrong on those fronts. Interesting development. That I'm, is, on, oh, I'm upset now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was so, I, I did, did a little dance and everything. I didn't expect Yotta to start. The only reason why I thought, and he's gone with Yotta, Salah, Firmino, Mane, is what I said last week. I wonder whether Klopp, having announced his team for the fixture that was postponed, we'll just play Trixie and go, I'm going to play all four attackers. And he's done exactly that. So, whoa, this is, we've got to, wow, you know, it's I going mean, to be some game with those four playing as well. It's going to be open, hopefully. So, so sorry, as that was, I, <laughs> your praise was rained on well, live I, I on just, the stream. Because Rockstar tweeted saying, uh, Jota needs a rest, like he normally does, mm. and Greenwood starts again. There's going so to be outrage in the community. Have we retired Rockstar live on air with that? Oh, I feel terrible. Mm. Wow. That's, oh. I mean, it happened to happen one day. Yeah. He's, and he's so consistent. You know, he has been. And, 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 and to be honest, what he does, I mean, what he does does no harm now. It's actually a good thing. We get the early previews. In the, in the old days, it was like, mm, is it a good thing? Imagine this yeah. happening like pre-deadline and, you know, yeah, he's wrong. Well, that yeah. would have, 
Well, it's going to dent his confidence. Anyway, we, we can't dedicate the rest of the show to Rockstar, although it is a, a, a massive is development in the FBL community. I need another yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah. I need to calm down. I'm, <laughs> I'm rattled by that myself, and I'm just recovering from the fact that Joshua is playing. I don't know if that's a good thing now, because I wanted him at West no. Brom. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, so Man City, you're set on leaving them well alone. We're going to look quickly at some team data then, given that I've highlighted the teams that I mentioned, Liverpool, West Ham, Spurs, Everton, Leeds are the teams that I'm choosing to focus on because we looked at the ticker, we looked at a double-figure ticker, and I, th- I think these are the teams that we should be focusing on in terms of signing players to give us that late surge, right? I think fixture-wise, they look the standouts. Now, looking at the defensive data, both over the season and over the last four matches, I don't think there's much on offer here. Um, if you look at over the season, Liverpool are the top-ranked defence in terms of minutes per XG conceded, and you look at the last four matches and they're the top-ranked defence. But we're really only investing in their defence for the attacking returns, aren't we? I don't think we get their players, whether it be Trent or Robertson, who is one of the differentials we can look at. I don't think we get their defenders with the fact that, oh, clean sheets are the first bread and butter, if you like. No, I don't trust them. Mm. I just don't trust them. I mean, you, you know, again, look at that. Look at that um, Newcastle game. You know, how many times did they get let off in that game? And and then you know they get that in the last minute they get that VAR decision, and then they concede a minute later. Again, they're just not solid, and I refuse to believe the data. <laughs> any data that says they are, because I think they can concede a goal at any minute. And when they've got like Nat Phillips and um, I don't know who's who's starting is it Kabak or or Williams. It's Williams tonight. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who to believe now. I'm, I'm, no, my, I know. my my logic my is destroyed. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I just think any any ball over the top could catch one of those two out. They're not elite. They're not elite level defenders. Mm. So I think teams are going to prey on that. And and I, I I can't see them getting three clean sheets in the next three games. No, no, absolutely. But what's interesting about these teams, Liverpool, Everton, Leeds, and West Ham, not so much Spurs, is they've all got a defender which offers good attacking potential. In fact, possibly four of the best. Trent at Liverpool and Robertson, Dino at Everton, Dallas at Leeds, Creswell at West Ham. Arguably, they're the... I've just mentioned the best attacking defenders in FBL. So mm. that that's what's interesting from the defensive data. Forget clean sheets. Focus on the fact that Dino, Dallas, Creswell, Trent or Robertson or both are very much in the frame for attacking returns over the last three. Um, so that that perhaps should be our focus when it comes to defensive data. Attacking data, it's much more encouraging. It underlines just how powerful Liverpool could be. They're second to City over the season for minutes per XG, 51.6 compared to 49.3. And over the last four matches, they're out in front, uh, 45.5 over the last four matches, not including tonight's game, of course. But so currently, Liverpool are in very strong form in attacking terms, in terms mm. of XG, of course. Minutes per chance as well, 4.7 compared to 4.6 for the City. So they're having more shots than every other team other than City. So Liverpool are definitely a team to back attacking-wise. We know that. Further down the table, West Ham, Spurs, Leeds, Everton, all fairly good mid-table. Everton's attack, not so encouraging. And again, we've known that, haven't we? In that you can't rely on Calvert-Lewin, Rodriguez or Sigurdsson for consistent returns. And and the data over the last four and over the season just... Yeah. just Confirms that. So he's a, yeah. You know. oh, nothing much more to add. I know. I mean, Rodriguez is, is a shame because he, he, again, something you called right, you know, start of the season, he was just absolutely flying and 
we knew this would happen, I think. Like, just the injuries would just get the better of him eventually. Yeah. And it'd be someone who I'd love to take a punt on for Sheffield United and Wolves at home. Because obviously he's, he's such a class player and they've got Decore back mm. and they're looking a bit more on it. But he just can't, I don't think. And no. Sigurdsson's pretty hit and miss. It's kind of Cavalooing maybe Richarlison if you, if you wanted a bit of a pump. But I mean, he... I don't know, he hasn't had a particularly good season, has he? How many goals has Richarlison got? No, Can't be that many. I don't. I don't think. Well, we're going to touch on him in a minute when we look at the free hit team because I think he six. is. He is so, yeah, six goals. He's had a poor season, but what's encouraging Bad, right? for Richarlison? He has looked more on it in recent matches. I think mm. um, the eye test indicates that Richarlison's just got a bit about him at the moment. So I, I don't think we should write him off. But yeah, just over the season, it, it's difficult to commit to Everton too heavily. I think Calvert Lewin is perhaps. One attacker, if it's not going to be Richarlison in the free hit, you would go Calvert-Lewin. Um, mm. And, you know, that, that's going to factor into the data, which I, or the list that I show later on. Player data, just briefly, I've out underlined or highlighted some of the key players for these teams. Calvert-Lewin, as we just mentioned, he's right up there over the season for minutes per XGI non-penalty. And right at the top is that man, Antonio, who is a gift to us if he was fit 100% of the time, just like you said. Are you really wavering about it, though? With that West Brom fixture in 37, would you would you not go to Antonio? Well, I love Antonio. Don't get me wrong, I love him. He's, he's genuinely one of my favourite players. I think, I think he's brilliant. My concerns are that I'm probably going to go for Soufal and have Lingard anyway. Right, So it means much. a triple up. A triple up on West Ham. I know they've got good fixtures. I like the look of Bamford, especially for that mm. final game of the season. I think Burnley is a better game for him than Antonio is this week as well. And then they've got Southampton. So I think Bamford could do well in all, in all three games. Rafinha's coming back. Phillips is back. I think it's a good time to invest in, in Leeds, actually, because they're definitely not an on-the-beach team. They're just, they're, they're just going to continue to play well, I think, right right until the end of the season. Um, so I'm not saying that Antonio's a bad option. I just think I, I, don't, I don't particularly want to go for a, a triple up on, on West Ham. Um, and also I am a bit worried about Antonio's minutes. Mm. He, can't, he can't play 90 minutes in three games in a row. I just can't no, see it. No, I, I think he'll start all three. If, I, I mean, I... I think he will. I think he will I, I think well, When he came back again, he looks fit again. Like, you know, when he came back the first time, he didn't... He looked mm. like he was not testing it. He looks okay now. He looks like he's confident in the injury. But he could just go like that, can't it? Quite literally. And that's the trouble. It, 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 is, it is a risk. But the data, his data is so strong. If it was three weeks, if it was literally mm. a week, a week, a week, I'd be like, yes, absolutely. It's three games in a week. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, interesting. I mean, Rafina is a player who sneaks in at the end there on our list. Marvez, we've already entered. Rafina, I mean, I've got Rafina, so that's, and I've got Dallas, so that's what's making me think Bamford maybe, Bamford for the final week, yes. Do I want Bamford and Rafina going into the next two? I'm not so sure. But there's no doubt that Bamford and Rafina, as you'll see in a bit, when I look at these different difference maker players, have got to be on the list because they have been fantastic. I've seen them. Bamford, I've just looked at 15 goals, 10 assists. An incredible first season, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, is, is it his first season? He's been knocking around. Well, no, first while, season he? in the Premier but, League, first full season really in the Premier League. He yeah, has been in the yeah. Premier League before, but as but a regular starter, he was, yeah, he was, he was on a, loan. But he, uh, I mean, he was he was a bit of a joke, wasn't he? Right at the start mm. of the season, I remember. I remember he he scored a couple of goals quite early on. I think Granville had him, or had been talking about him. David no, David Monday him. put him in his lineup, and when he did his um, T 
team reveal at the start of the season, he was derided for having Bramford in there. Yeah, I know. And it's because he was this kind of joke figure. You know, he's never going to cut it. He's not a Premier League player. He, he can't finish. He gets chances and missing more, blah, blah, blah. Um, 15 goals and 10. I mean, has there been a better promoted striker ever than that? I'm sure there has, but it, it, that's incredibly strong though still, isn't it? And um, yeah. In the chat, if you know any better promoted strikers than 15 goals, 10 assists, I mean, I mean, that is a, that's again, that's a like elite level, you know, if, if, um, if, if Man City, I mean, it's more than any Man City player. Well, Gundogan's mm. the top of like 12, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's pretty bloody good to have mm. got that many. It's more than, like, it's more than like Werner. It's more than, um, it's got to be more than like any United players, mm. I'd have thought. There's no, there can't be any United players on 15. What's Fernandez got? 13, 14? So where, where do you think Bamford comes out price-wise next season? Because, I mean, the thing, the beauty of him is, is not only is he proved now, he's very rarely gets injured. And when he has, is coming and knock, he still plays. So we know that. And also Bielsa loves him. He's so loyal to him. So he's, he's so perfect as an FBL asset going forward. Seven and he five? could be on penalties next season. Yeah. 7-5? Seven, 7-5, five? Seven, five, yeah. I think at least that. I think it could be even 8, maybe. Yeah. 8 would be... Too much. I hope it's not 8. 7-5 feels right. What about Rafina? 7-5 feels right. Where's Rafina going to come in at? Because that's an interesting one as well. Because in the short... Uh, well, he's had half a season effectively, hasn't he? In game week 22 was the week he came in and started regular starts he's been outstanding as well six goals eight assists this season and he's another player that is, is if he's too cheap it could be a gimme because again he's you know Bielsa's so consistent with his lineups that we know we can trust these players and that's the beauty of Leeds and what they've given us they've been such a gift haven't they 7-5 mm. 7-5 seven, five. <laughs> seven, five again 7-7 seven, 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 I don't know probably, I, I don't know maybe I think less than with Bamford on pens if I phoned up um, Mark Lawrenson, I think he'd say seven five as well. That's how boring that mm. vice pick was. But I think you're probably well. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking of like Gre- like Greenwood, right? He had he had such a strong end to last season, and he mm. he came in at around seven. Um, I don't know se- seven five. I mean, what was like Grealish was seven as well, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I think from he last was. season. Yeah, yeah. I guess I they know, can't I think... they can't inflate them too much. So I think it's fair enough. Yeah, like um, Madison, Madison was seven as well. I don't know. These, these are kind of you know, you can say what you want about how good they are and stuff, but like, I don't know. I kind of put Rafina in that kind of bracket around your Madison, your Grealish and stuff. Mm. So I'd say, I think seven to five, I think seven, five for Bamford and seven for Rafina. That would, that would be my price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fine. I'm um, just touching on the last four game weeks. The only player really I want to mention here is Foden because he does jump out uh, over the last four game weeks, minutes per XGI non-penalty, 132.5. For me, that, that kind of gives him the edge for me. That, that, Gave him the nod uh, over Mares for me. So when I when I picked these different makers, um, Foden was in there. And then this is another table which underlines his appeal. Minutes per point, 12.2 minutes per point, ahead of Mares at 13.4. So Foden, when he's had starts, when he's had minutes, has been incredible in FBL terms. And we were waiting, weren't we, for that consistent selection. Mm. And when it arrived, he delivered. So next season, again, we're talking about Rafina Bamford next season. Foden is another player who's going to see a price rise. And if we can be sure that he is, as it seems, one of Pep's favourites, oh, he's got to be in be our sure? team. Well, we've been saying this about three seasons in a row, haven't we? Yeah. I won't be convinced until he puts together five, five or six stars in a if row. If he plays Champions League final, he will, which I think he will. he will, then I'm surely we've got to think he's first 11 next season by default, right? 
Absolutely. <laughs> you won't hear any arguments from me saying where I think he should be in the Man City team because mm. I think he, I think he should have been first team all season. I think he's he's easily been part of their strongest eleven, and I think he was right from about game week three or four. But it just didn't happen. No. I mean, you, you must you must think that he would be he would be next season. But yeah. I absolutely, I completely agree. But you never know. <laughs> so I mean, it, you know, he's going to be a, a shoe in. I think if he's kindly priced. So this this is these are the players that I've listed that I think could be the difference makers for those looking for a, a spike in rank over the last three game weeks. They're playing for those teams that we've mentioned. Most of them are differentials. Calvert-Lewin comes in with a, an ownership of 31%. Um, Dallas is on 27.7. Um, so they're, they're high. Dina's on 11%. Dina, effect, effective ownership in the top 10K is 279 for Dina. Mm, and Calvert-Lewin's 31.5. So hardly differentials. But I still think if you get those players in they can help your rank. But a lot of these players have got low ownership. I mean, we talked about Antonio, 5.8% ownership over the entire game, 0.3% effective ownership in game week 35 in the top 10K. Mm. So he's, that's what appeals to me as well with him. And when Bamford low as well, 3%, I guess. So th- I think this list is actually really pretty, low for it Bamford, is. right? Yeah. It's really, that shows how much he's been sold. And he's been getting a couple of early subs, but he's still done well, like from, from where people sold him. I mean, you know, another another pretty big score against Spurs in the last game. Um, but it's because he's, a, he's a cult hero this year for me. Bamford. It's because though the I think, top, he, I think he probably will be him on, my on wall the next wall, year. not Greenwood. Mm. It's because basically the top ten <laughs> k just evacuated all their. You know, went Ian Acho, they went Kane. Mm. And, you know, and, and Bamford made way, didn't he? And Rafina as well, 0.2% effective ownership in the top 10%, top 10K as well. Very low owned going into these final three matches. I can't believe Dallas at 6%. Yeah. Yeah, 27.7 over the season, but his effective ownership for game week 35 was 6.2 in the top 10K. Really interesting, really interesting these stats. Yeah, and, it, and it, I think it gives you an idea of, I mean, the top 10K is not, not where everybody is at, but the top 10K are active players. So their behaviour yeah. does mirror, is mirrored elsewhere, yeah, sure. I think. Right? They're, the, they're definitely active players. Well, surely the majority of top 10K are active players. So when you look at someone like Dallas at 6.2%, although his overall ownership is 27.7%, I would suggest that active players, a lot of them don't have him because they got yeah. rid over this period for mm-hmm. the double game weeks and so on. So he, you know, he's got to be a key player going into the season as well. Who leaps out for you there? I've put Willock and Sam Maximan in there. Yeah. No, I know they were a stretch, weren't they? But (laughs) look at Willock, 17.3 minutes per point. When he's played, he's done brilliantly for them, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, we we talked about those precious midfield spots. Uh, I still think Sam Maximan would be the one I'd go for if I was going to pick either of them. I don't really want either of them. I was genuinely really looking at Callum Wilson. Hmm. I was thinking, you know, with, with with the games they've got, and obviously they've got City, but then two good games after that, I was thinking Callum Wilson could actually have quite a strong end to the season. Injured <laughs> completely takes him out of the, mm. out of the equation, uh, which is a shame. Um, Danny Ings is there, who yeah. I like. Uh, 0%, 0.0% in the in top the 10K. ADO, in the top 10K. Um, Fulham next. So good game for him. Um, I, I think he's he's got to be playing for a move because he's too good to be at Southampton. Sorry, yeah. Southampton fans, but he's he's perfect. He could he could be a backup striker at any team in the Premier League. He could yeah. be a backup striker at City. He could go back to Liverpool. He could do a job. He could do a job anyway. I just think he's he's such a good player. Um, 
yeah, so I, I I do quite like like the look of him and and Suf out the bottom. Mm. Uh, I'll be getting him in this week, and at the moment he's doing that brilliant thing where they're conceding, but he's still getting attacking returns. His crosses and the right are so strong, yeah. aren't they? He's like he's like Reese James now. He's he's really developed his delivery. No, no, and he's been um, lucky. He's hit the post mm, twice, yes. I think, in in the last couple of games. And I always remember that that thing when he was through on goal and he he missed it. But yeah, he's 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 a good plan. You know, for West Ham with the fixtures they've got, um, the Brighton game, I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle to, to break us down. But I think we'll also probably struggle to break them down a bit. I think it's gonna be a really tight game. Mm. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you know Ings does so well, minutes per point, fifteen point one. Had he not had such a an injury strewn season, yeah. which I guess maybe he's cursed to have those forever, but he would have been a, a star asset for us based on mm. that. Yeah, and, you, and, yeah, right. and he was last year. He was last year mm. for me. He was him and Grealish really completely turned my season around. So I've got a, a, a real soft spot for him. Uh, I mean, eight point four is is a, is a pretty big price, but kind of feels a bit like we've all got quite a lot of budget at the moment to, to maybe play around with. Especially if you've sold Fernandez, you might only have one heavy hitter like in mm. Salah. Uh, and even if you're downgrading someone like Vardy, who don't want him, I think Ings could be a, a really good pick. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you, what you said about he could be a striker at any top like club. I mean, if Spurs do lose Kane, surely Ings has got to be on the list replacement, hasn't he? So, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I was just looking at the chips that are left to play. And this is Ragaboli again, livefbl.net with his data. Um, just interesting. Again, I just wanted to see what the top 10K had left in terms of chips. So bench boost 95.8% in the top 10K have used their bench boost. Over the game as a whole, it's 48.6. Free hit, 97.5. Over the game, 61.9. Triple captain, 99%. 67% over the game. And 97% have played their wild card. So still 3% of the top 10K haven't played their wild card, which is quite surprising. So yeah. there, there are some free hits in play. And so with that in mind, I put together a free hit team for 36 um, with the idea that I would opt for differentials rather than go for players like Salah um, and, and Trent. Players that, you know, you would certainly be in the mix. But I went for a differentials only squad. Wild card free hit team. Yeah, kind of. So just for those on the podcast, <laughs> it's, it reads Edison McCarthy, who is expected to play. Uh, Dina Robertson, Dallas, Vestergaard, Phillips, Sigurdsson, Mane, Foden, Bale, Rafina, Antonio, Richarlison and Bamford. And I think the, the next... The next graphic is probably um, the best way of showing it in terms of the alternative. So this is the the differential 11 will be Edison, Dina, Robertson, Dallas, Sigurdsson, Mane, Foden, Bale, Rafina, Antonio, and Richarlison. And then in the table, I've given you the kind of swaps. If you wanted to play safer, you'd mm. obviously go with Alexander Arnold over Robertson. You'd perhaps go Yotta over Sigurdsson, Salo over Mane, Son over Bale. Kane over Antonio and Calvert-Loon over Richarlison. So you can mix and match this according to how risky you want to be. But I think if you've got your free hit and you want to push up, there's some players there that could help you do it, right? I like it. I like it a lot. There's there's some players there who I don't know if I would consider for my own team, like Foden, um, like Sigurdsson. Um, can you go back to it so I can see it again? Yeah, absolutely. Um. But then I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, I don't, I don't, like, Calvert-Lewin hasn't, again, everywhere, at the, at the time of talking, he hasn't scored. Mm. And like you said last week, he's a player who can be frustrating at times. And 
you know, if you think Richarlison's got something about him and he's looking better, then I don't think Richarlison over Cavalier. I don't think you're going to get massively burned by that. Cavalier might get what a goal or something, but Richarlison I think could do well against Sheffield United, and it's it's that roll in the dice race. It's all down to what your kind of targets are for the end of the season. If you kind of just want to see it out and start again next year and stuff, then there might be a few too, two punts too many. But if you do really want to kick on, I mean, Mane, you know, um, mm. if he's rested tonight against United and going into West Brom, I think he's, he's, he's a really strong pick. Rafinha's back. No one's going to have him. We know kind of what he's capable of. Someone like Robertson going for like a... a I mean, I, I quite like the idea of a Liverpool defensive double up, going mm. for Trent and Robertson and Salah rather than having Jota. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think there's some good picks here. I think I think there's I like a it. lot of scope for using a free hit effectively in this in this game week, and you know, I think there's opportunity there with City obviously playing Newcastle. Don't think many managers are going to jump in on City unless they've got the free hit or the wild card. Mm. So yeah, there's opportunity. So we'll see what people can do with it. So it was a bit of fun putting that together. That's you, you you could you could think to yourself City. You know they've got, now got their longest break be- before now and the, mm. the 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 final just won the league playing at home, do they just go full strength? Yeah, I mean, let's go back to Lego Marnie's fixture crush. If they do and you're in a free hit, maybe you do just go Mares, Gundogan and, and Diaz or Cancelo. Yeah, looking at this chart that Lego Marnie did there, you're absolutely right. They go into this Newcastle game with a long break from, from the Chelsea game. And they've got a decent gap then between Brighton and Everton as well before the, the Champions League final. So, I, I mean, I think Late Riser was saying that he feels that they're going to play their, their the team that's going to play in the final is probably going to play Newcastle uh, and Everton because Pep's a, a believer there'll in, be in a cup, rhythm. There'll be, a cu- there'll, be a cu- there'll be a couple of changes, right. I'm sure. I think I think they will go mostly full strength. Uh, also, they're not at home against them, they're away. Um, mm. I think they will go mostly full strength, but there will be a couple of emissions. Mm. But like I said, I don't, I don't think... Many managers are going to take a punt on it unless they've got the free hit or wild card. No, no. So you know you could even get Foden. This and is the Mars. one. Yeah, it it's, is. It's yeah. the it's the best fixture of the three at the best time because it's the first one of the three. So if you had the free hit, would you double them on City? Would you go Foden and Mahrez or Gundogan? Would you do that? I mean, you could do it and, you, and have a strong bench because we've yeah. seen with with Pep, he loves to he loves to talk about how he wants more subs and then doesn't make three subs. <laughs> So you, I think you could go for Foden and Mares, and um, you know because you're not going to have Fernandez there. Uh, you who have Spurs? Who have Spurs got? They've got Wolves. No, have they got Wolves? Is it Wolves? Spurs. Spurs there we go. We got Wolves at home, Villa at home, Leicester away. So yeah, okay. So you you, pro- you probably do want Kane and Son or Bale and Son. I think in in that one, I'd, mm. I'd probably go Bale and Son and save a bit more, save money there. And then go for Mares and, and Foden, and then have a, have someone decent on your bench who can come on. Because mm. yeah. like like your like your free hit team sh- shows, you've got some good options at, at quite cheap prices. Like yeah. you go for you could have Rafina like on your bench as a, as a sub. Oh yeah, I mean that, oh, that you, you that, get him on that eleven costs less than a hundred million. I did that. Yeah, for less than hundred, I think it's like ninety ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. money's not an issue to get a good free hit team together. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting for those without chips like us. We could lose I wish ground. I had my free hit. This I know. I, it's it's so. I really thought I was playing them at the Ottoman time, and yet since I played it, there's been two or three game weeks where I've gone, oh, if only, if only. Yeah, and and I think that's quite interesting. Obviously, the the issue is this season, as we saw when we looked at the postponements, is like no other. So, do you think that there's still a lesson to be learned on the free hit, or do you think it's just this season? It's been a bit crazy. I think I think we played it at the right time. You know, there was 
all the COVID stuff going on, there was, we kind of, we, well, we knew we could, we prepared for it, right? Like that's mm. the thing. That's the beauty of having a free hit and using it that early is you kind of know it's coming. And so you, you, you prepare for it. And I think one of the problems was that it just wasn't a good week in terms of, you know, we had Sterling missing that penalty. We didn't, we just didn't have many, many big hauls. I mean, if we'd hit a big haul on that free hit, we'd be like, oh, it was perfect. We planned for it. And yeah, maybe. It's, it's just been a very unpredictable end end to the season. I mean, look at the, you got United getting a triple game week in the blank. I mean, it just, it sums it up. So I'm, I'm personally quite happy with how I played it. I wish I had another one, but I still think playing it in that week was, was the right thing for me to do. But maybe it wasn't for anyone listening who regrets it, but I'm, well, I'm, I'm pretty happy. We'll do a retrospective obviously in the summer and look back on it, but it's been an interesting one with the chips this season for sure. Right, uh, predictions. You want to talk about the partner again, don't we? We will mention our partner again. Yep, weekly seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said it all before. Like it's, it, it genuinely is a free game. Seven predictions, a million pounds, uh, and the free five pound Uber Eats voucher. Every time you do your prediction, it's funny. I know exactly what I do with that. I wouldn't know what to do with a million quid. <laughs> you, you, you have to get a bigger shed, right? Well, a bigger shed would be nice. Yeah, but yeah, so would be like half a pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know? I'm, I'm thinking of getting one of your sheds. Yeah, you should do. It's it's it's, it's, it's such it's such a gift because um, Pip said to me, oh, I, I, you know, yeah, get down the shed rather than be in the house. And ever since that, I've been like, what a result. I, I didn't want to go down there, but now I'm down here. It's brilliant to have my own space. It means we can record <laughs> at this time of the evening rather than, you know, really late. And I have to get get Pip thrown upstairs with the kids. Really do, you get, do you get Uber Eats where you are? I don't know. I haven't checked, but I will do. Can they deliver it to the shed? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It needs its own address. <laughs> That'd be really brilliant, wouldn't it? It had its own address. Yeah. Only a matter of time, right? So these are the game week thirty six fixtures. Um, so these are our predictions over those fixtures, and you've gone for a three one victory for City. So you clearly see goals there at Newcastle. Yeah, it's it's. I think they'll. I think Newcastle will nick a, a cheeky one. Um, mm. But it's, I mean, it should. It's a, on paper. It's it's a good game for City, right? Newcastle are pretty poor, and. I think they're probably going to put out what resembles a, a fully strong, a, a strong team. Not like they played against Chelsea. I think there's going to be two or three players who will start in the Champions League final that won't play in this game. But I think, generally speaking, they're, they're going to have they're just going to have too much for Newcastle. Yeah, so I, I think, don't think I don't think it's going to be a massive score. It's like five or six nil. But I think City should should run out pretty yeah. comfortable. Yeah, I've just gone the simple Lawrence and two nil. Um, Leeds Burnley, we've both gone a Leeds away win, two one and one nil. Um, Southampton, Fulham, equally. No difference of opinion on the result. But I've gone 3-0. I just think with Ings there and Fulham, you know, they're, they're planning for next season now, aren't they? I mean, I don't know how Parker approaches the final games, but it's a shame for him. But I think Southampton will end on a high. They mm. they tend to end really well. And with Ings there, I think changes the complexion completely. Um, so I, it's I'm really, it's really hard when you when you when it's really hard when you're doing these predictions. I was I was entering into the into the weekly seven thing. Mm. And I was like two one, and then you start to think about the match. You're like mm, maybe it'd be three one because they just got relegated and things. You're like, but that could be four. And then you start going. Then he's like, oh, then well, I've done know. that two later one, on. Two one's pretty safe, right? So in the end, I've, I think yeah. a lot of my scores have been sort of around two, two or three. Well, I've, got, I've definitely got carried away as we go further down the list. West Ham, Brighton. You've gone the one all. I I've, I think West Ham will nick it. I think West. You just. The motivation for West Ham to keep winning games. Brighton, safe, don't have that motivation. Uh, I do think West Ham are so dangerous on the counter as well. Mm. It's going to be an interesting tactical match. I'm not very good at predicting Brighton scores, though. I got those Leeds ones so, so wrong. So. No. 
Mm. Yeah, I think I think tight. I think is there's mm. there's not going to be much in it. I think two goals is the max I can see right. in that game. I think it could be less. I think one team could win it one nil. Mm. Um, I think it should be quite an even game. I'm actually, I'm actually really looking forward to watching it. I think mm. I think it should genuinely be a genuinely be a really good match. Yep. Um, you know, FA Cup final. Who cares? Brighton v West Ham. Is it the FA Cup final? Oh, it is the FA Cup final. Yes. Oh, I'll remind myself again. Uh, Palace versus Villa. Not many goals in this game. That's for sure. I've gone nil nil. You've gone the one nil Villa. Just yeah. It's just. Grealish is fizzle back. out. He's, I know. Yeah, he's played twenty five minutes, is which he? is why I. Right. Yeah, it's good to see him. I back. thought I thought he might be because there was comments saying that he was he was training again. So I think they're probably they're probably just have enough for 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 against Palace. Martinez on for a massive haul against Night. Oh. Another double digit. Ruined it. I, I should be celebrating other people's success with Martinez, shouldn't I? But find it difficult. <laughs> Sure, there'll be a few people tweeting about that. Mm, uh, Spurs <laughs> versus Wolves. Um, I've gone a heavy victory for Spurs. I, I don't know why, because they've you know they've got little to play for, perhaps. But I just don't have any faith in Wolves whatsoever. Uh, I think they're, they're, they've not they're not ending the, the season in great shape. And I think Kane still has the golden boot in sight. Son's playing well. Bale in a home game. I've gone three 0 You've gone two one. Have I gone mad there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, don't really trust either of them. Mm. Well, look uh, at the next one. You've gone three 0 Liverpool. I've gone four 0 mm. I mean, Liverpool just haven't been create, making those score lines, have they, in recent matches at all for as long as I can remember. No, but I've got, I've got more faith in them away. Mm. Yep. And I think I, I don't know how West Brom are gonna are gonna respond um, to now just just being relegated. Sam Allardyce is gonna be, you know, his first relegation. He's gonna be. I don't know what's going to be angry, upset, both. Don't really know. I think Liverpool have just got so much to play for now. Like if they win, if they win the game in hand, they've got one point behind Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chelsea have just had that ridiculous loss against Arsenal. Um, I think if Liverpool win all three of their games, I think they 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 nick it. I yep. think Chelsea will drop drop a point. Um, probably against Leicester. I think yeah, that, that could be yeah. a really tight game. Yeah, yeah. So Liverpool have got have got to have got to win, um, and I and I think they will. And Everton, Sheffield United, we've both gone wins. And again, I've gone heavy. I don't know why. I mean, good, at Goodison, they've been awful, but we both you've gone 2-0, I've gone the 3-0. I, again, it's just down to Sheffield United, just like the Liverpool score lines down to West Brom. Um, Sheffield United yeah. just conceding so many chances. I was going to put 3-0, and then I remembered Everton were at home, so I went down to 2. Yeah. Logic is Simple sound. <laughs> uh, okay, let's look at the captains. How many do you reckon we'll get right? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Seven. We'll see. I don't think we're going to win a million quid. Put it that way. No, um, I'll just I. be happy with the <laughs> with the voucher. Um, <laughs> so, the captain matrix is interesting. We talked about Salah because going at 36, 37, 38, it's no doubt he's in the equation as the top captain pick. I've got, at the moment, Fernandes at home to Fulham, but when I saw the double figures allowed data, maybe I should change that. I think 37 is the one I'm going to push in. And I've highlighted where I could go in that, and that's with Antonio at West Brom. Um, but yeah, you're right. Three matches in a week, is that a concern for him? But I, I just think Antonio at West Brom just looks too good. As we've seen, they've conceded 19 double-figure returns at the Hawthorns. And I look at Salah at Burnley. Burnley are slightly tougher at the Turf Moor. Fernandes mm. against Fulham. Obviously, you know, there's the Europa League final to think about and how hard are United going to be pushing? I think the 37 is the one I'm going to push on and, and I might go for the differential pick there. What do you think looking at this stuff? I like it. And, you know, if, if Antonio does come off at 75 minutes against Brighton, 80 minutes, then he's definitely going to start. He, he, 
I think he'll probably get 75, 80 minutes in all three of the games, to be mm. honest. I think, I think he probably will start in all of them as long as nothing goes wrong. Um, yeah, and anyone against West Brom, I think is, is, is a good pick. I, just, I do really like the look of that United game against Fulham. Um, do you? You like it? Green, yeah, I'm looking at Greenwood, going for Greenwood right. um, in, in that. Uh, which again is, is probably a bit, of a bit of a differential pick. A lot of people are going to go for Kane, I think, uh, at home to Villa. But Grealish back, it's no surprise that Villa have struggled when, when Grealish is... Because, is, mm. you know, he's, he's not like their best defensive player. But having a player in your team who can carry the ball out as well as he does and, and put you on the front foot as well as he does means that you concede less chances. Mm. Yeah, he makes and such Martin a difference. Still, still is just... He's going to get 11 points, I think, tonight. 10 or 11 is points. He? Oh, Again. me. Yeah. So, so annoying. Um, and in game week 38, Salah at home to Palace just looks too strong. I mean, it's going oh, to, I'm going to no need way. to be pushing not to go Salah at home to Palace, aren't I? No way am I going anyone else. No. This is it. So, I, I don't really want to go into 38 having to push. I want to try and get as close as I can to the top 1K if I can, which I doubt I can now. Martinez has done well. Um, in 37, 38, Salah at home to Palace is just. It's, too straightforward. I mean, there will be some who gamble, mm. but I'm not sure I'm going to be one of them. The captaincy for this week, then, looking at the data, um, Salah versus West Brom is obviously the strongest candidate. And I think that's where the effective ownership is going to be. Obviously, it's going to be high. And looking at the last four game weeks, it's hard to argue with that. The data is very strong for him. Minutes per point, 12.3. Minutes per shot, 21.8. 83.8 minutes per ex- GI non-penalty he is on form and we'll see in in less than half an hour just if he takes that into his Old Trafford match as well but Salah at West Brom again it's difficult to look beyond that Antonio at Brighton we spoke about the reasons why that could be a difficult game Calvert-Lewin at home to Sheffield United is probably the one isn't it if you were going to go for a differential Yes, I saw someone saying that he's Cavalier's been carrying a bit of a niggle today. Right. So got, I've seen a few people saying DCL down a couple of times. Right. Uh, but I don't think he's gone off. So, yeah, I, 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 I do quite like the look of him if he's fit. I, you know, anyone playing Sheffield United at home, I think, is, is, is a great pick. I'd expect him to get something. But there's no, there's no way I'm captaining any one other than Salah this week. What do you think about Kane, Bale, Son? Do you think any... Because I noticed on the scout poll... Kane is second, which surprised me, ahead of Calvert-Lewin and Antonio. Do you think that Kane is a fair shout? He would be if Salah didn't have West Brom. Right. He'd be someone I'd be considering because I think Wolves are another one of those teams who I think can ship. I don't think, I know, because I've seen mm. it, mm. Uh, can see goals. Burnley. But yeah. I just I just think with, with, with Salah... Like he's just got everything right. He's got a team, something to play for. He's going for the golden boot, same as same as Kane. West Brom are relegated. Just everything about it screams, "Don't be stupid." Yeah, <laughs> just 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 like there's so much. He's got so much that could that could go well for him. Penalties as well, same as Kane. It's, yeah, it's. I, I think it's a really really. If you haven't got Salah this week, I think you've got to get him. And this, this is running. the reason why you're saying that. I mean, over the season, you look at the the opponents' data. West Brom of the captain candidates' opponents, obviously the weakest defence on show over the season. Munich's per XG conceded um, 51.4. Sheffield United second, 53.6. And then it's Newcastle, 56.9. Interestingly, if you look at the last four matches, the Newcastle defence looks the weakest, which again mm. 
gives credence to gambling on Man City, perhaps not for the captaincy, but certainly in the free hit. One of them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but arguably, if you were going to go with the whole hog, you bring in a couple of City players on the free hit and captain one of them, maybe. But it's just so difficult to pin down where the points will be, won't it? So, yeah. I mean, I think it is straightforward. I think it is Salah, with Calvert-Lewin being the differential, if you want to really push this week. But I think it's a, yeah. it's a big ask. Um, okay, let's look at our teams then. Um, yours first. Have you made your transfer yet? No, I haven't. And oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit annoyed about tonight. It's got off to a really bad start with Greenwood being benched, even though I kind of knew it, and Martinez and Everton keeping clean sheet. Do you know I was so close to going for Godfrey over mm. over Lindelof because I kind of thought it's a triple game week for Godfrey in a way because he's got a game when when Liverpool hasn't. But I was just so I was torn by that potential for the massive. Paul and I'm really annoyed because Godfrey's going to get bonus as well again tonight. Um, anyway, yeah, my team, uh, Forster in goal. Is he going to start? We believe he isn't going to play if Ralph is true to his word. He said, did he yeah. say two and two? Which is a bit odd. He did say two and two. There's five games. Yeah. There were five games left yeah. at the point he said that, which is a bit odd, but anyway. But he did save a penalty mm. in, a, in a win. And one of their only wins this year. Mm. So... I'm hoping chance. that's kind of enough to, for him to keep his place. But yeah, yeah anyway, I'm, I'm not making a goalkeeper move. No, so but this is play, it. You wouldn't play. do that, would you? The last three transfers you've got, they're going to be moves that you want to make a difference. And that is yeah. normally attacking players, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then it's Trent, Cody, no confidence in him, but there he is. Uh, and Castagna. So Castagna is going to go for Dallas, which is just about right. the easiest move I'm going to make all season. So that'll, that'll be my free transfer. Right. Uh, Salah captain Son Lingard uh, Jota fairly happy with that Kane Calvert-Lewin and Ian Acho. so it's it's probably going to be Castagna and Ian Acho to Dallas and, and Bamford right so which I think is, yeah. is yeah just minus four pretty easy uh, and then next week you know next week I'll, I'll better get in like Lindelof who has got Fulham at home which is you know I might get some points out of him yet mm. uh, and then and then Greenwood comes in Holding's now looking a bit of a better option because Louise is out I think He's got um, Palace, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like I'm getting I'm getting some I think just just a minus four this week. If I if I'd done Son to to Fernandez, I'd be in real like you said last week, I'd be in real trouble because I'd be probably on a minus eight without a goalkeeper, Cody there. It would be looking a lot more grim. Mm. So whatever happens tonight, I am glad that I, I didn't do that. Because I mean Fernandez is gonna have to get a massive haul to really dent, you know, Son having got a goal and Greenwood captain. Uh, so yeah just the minus four but yeah. going for leads two leads yeah. no I, th- I think that's strong I think that's strong um, so I've done my transfer already oh yeah I didn't reveal that at Bold. the top of the show yeah and I've got Antonio in mm. um, so why have you gone so early because I only had the exact money to get him uh, oh, right. and he's going to rise I think tonight I think he's 90 or percent um, I got him the night before um, because I, he was close to a rise then according to the tools but he didn't no, well, no. I, th- I, I think That's he was the worst result yeah well I've got I've got no, Dina no, no. there so did Dina get any bonus he normally gets something I think he was but... on for he was on for two I think oh, when I okay. last. I'll take that I guess but yeah so Antonio's been my transfer the reason why is I just like that 37 fixture as, as a method of pushing and I didn't want to miss out on him if I didn't get him early and he goes mm. up to six five. I couldn't afford him. Without. I know, yeah. yeah. And so, and the uh, hasn't got a game, right? So, yeah. you know, he's not going to play yeah. anyway. So it was an easy transfer to make. It was a risk doing it early, but I knew that I had Rafina. I had a, I had a sub, right? So I knew mm. if it went wrong, I had a sub anyway. 
So as it is, I've got to put Rafinha on the bench. Now, interestingly, Bielsa's alluded today that he doesn't like rushing players back from injury. And there's some in the community think, oh, that means Rafinha may not get to start at Burnley. And actually, mm. when I look at Rafinha at Burnley, Yotta at West Brom, Lingard at Brighton, it's actually quite close between the three of them who to bench. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd bench Rafinha, I think, given the injury. Mm, yeah, because I don't think he, he may not start. There's some doubt there. But then Jota may not start at West Brom now. I didn't expect him to start at Old Trafford. So it's a pain to think about. But my team looked strong, right? So I knew that. And like you, if I'd have done Fernandes, I'd have been taking a hit both in that week and this week. Mm. But was it a mistake? We'll soon find out. I mean, I think my my rank at the end of this game week 36 will reveal whether it was a mistake or not. If I'm if I get a red arrow next week, then yeah, I've, I've blown it basically by not really pushing on the on the triple game week, which maybe I should have mm. done. So we'll we'll find out. But yeah, I'm going with Sanchez, Dina, Alexander-Arnold, Dallas, Salah, Lingard, Son, Yotta, Albert-Lewin, Kane, Antonio, and Salah will be the captain. Sanchez in goal against Lingard and Antonio. I hate yeah. those kind of clashes. Yeah, I know, but... I guess I, I've got a chance of getting something no matter what the outcome, I guess, maybe. But it's not great, but you get what you get. I mean, in a week where people are going to struggle to get a keeper out, I'll take it, I, I guess. Well, that's you know? very true. Yeah, I mean, playing, I'm playing Cody, so I can't... <laughs> Cody yeah. Forster, so I can't I can't knock you too much. Yeah, and and the plan is, it's just like you said, I mean, I'm looking ahead to what I'm, I'm probably going to roll next week because the, the team looks good and I've got some subs. And then I'll have two transfers in 38. What I do in 38, it'll probably be Son and Kane will go and I'll go big on the transfers because I don't think I can push on the captaincy. I think I'm going to go Salah. So it'll be on the transfers that I push because I think I've got a good squad for that final week. So I might go uber differential and go on a City player maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. But They've got Everton, yeah. haven't they? Because Calvert-Lewin looks an easy sell for someone, yeah. I think, in that game. Yeah. And I think I'll probably sell him for Chris Wood for that really? Chevy Night game. Yeah, that's an How's option. How's that for a final going, day move? Going Chris Wood, I mean, I know this was something that caused much <laughs> merriment on the wire, uh, ending the season with Wood, um, which was a golden golden moment in that podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that he's crept into 10. the... I know. Yeah. yeah. I captained him last year, you know. I bought him for one week. Don't give me that. I because him. I know that but you're not a Norwich. fan of Chris Wood. At the start of the season, when we were talking about Chris Wood's now starting lineups, you were like, "You can't go, Chris. You can't be serious." And now look at you talking about getting him in. Eight in way- ten, Mark. Eight in ten. You've got to consider him. I can't be that. I can't be that um, biased. He, he, I've always seen him as a boring pick, though. Like he, he's a guy oh, who'll God, probably yeah. get his way to like 130, 40 points, but he'll do it like one goal every other game, or you know, he'll just kind of plod along and it'll be really dull and, and stuff. He's you know, I want a player who's quite explosive in the quakes. And even they probably end up with the same points as him. I don't know. It's a that's a psychology thing, I think. But lately, <laughs> he's showing I just, I though. I didn't think he had it in him. No, he's that showing that kind Not of Burnley, that Lingard confidence, that kind of that little swagger. You think, well, he's, he's scoring goals from anywhere, and he's scoring types of he's goals. He's a good that player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I've, I've I've always said he's a good player, and you know, we had him at Brighton for a bit, and he was good for us. And I like him. I think for Burnley, he's like, I don't think they'd swap him for anyone. I don't think they would have done even before this, no. this run he's gone on. He's, he's, he's a good player. Just FPL-wise, I've always sensed that striker spot should be really explosive, kind of exciting players. And maybe that isn't right. Maybe they're having that kind of reliable guy in there. Um, mm. I mean, how many goals did he get last year? Probably, what about? It was double figures. 10? It was 10, yeah. He's got, he's got 10 on a consistent basis. Yeah. 
yeah. I, I can't make the end of season with Wood joke um, that the wire made because that's been that's been taken. Um, he got fourteen last season. Fourteen goals he got. Right. I want to talk about Pete Wilkins. Now, Pete Wilkins is a friend of the show who's helped me put my studio together because he runs a channel called GamingCareers.com um, or Gaming Careers is his YouTube channel. And um, this is his first season in FBL. This is amazing. Right. And his first season in FBL because he's mates, he's, he's, he would have been a brilliant apprentice for me, right, had he not started this year. <laughs> his mates were nagging him to get involved in FBL and he's had a brilliant season, 3,375 in the world, right? Um, which is fantastic, right? To be 3K in the first season, brilliant. Beating me, right? I don't know. I, I wish I hadn't highlighted that now. Um, but it's not just his rank in his first season. He's in the last eight of the cup as well. So he's beaten... That is... He's beaten the other guy that you mentioned, uh, that is Invincibles, who um, is, uh, yeah, Aria Das. He's beaten him in Millions the, of players. So mm. in Pete's first season, he is 3K in the world and through to the last eight of the cup. I, I joked to him. I said, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's had a first season like this. He, he could possibly finish top 1K and win the cup in his first season. If he did that, do you think anyone's had a season like that in their first no. season? I winning the cup. I mean, I don't know anyone that's ever got anywhere no. near winning the cup. And we, we, said, talk, we, joke, we joked about it earlier in the season, we didn't we? We said, if anyone has ever done really well, let us know. And like, I think a few people have been like, oh, I got to the last hundred or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is, so how, how many rounds has he got through? Can you click on his, um, on his cup thing? Yeah, well, it's, uh, well, it's game week 33. When did it start? View cup details. Let's go 17. So there's his cup one. Yeah, so 18 rounds effectively. It's, Jesus. It, I mean, I think it's that is some a hell of a and, and also look, I've journey, always I've always felt that you can't have a good rank and win the cup and do well in the cup because it's like some weeks you wouldn't you would be making decisions with hits or with chips mm. that would be decisions steered by your rank and that would in the end knock you out of the cup to do both to have a good rank and also. It's crazy. I, I, and I really don't know. I feel like mailing ISM and go, this is this guy's story. Has there been a better first season? Because it was. Is, be... is he going to prioritize the cup now? Yeah, know? I think is he, he gonna, is. Yeah, I think he's he going to. Yeah. That could be to his detriment, though, right? He might no. go against what he's been doing and I, try and I, cover I, people. I don't, and... want to, I don't want to influence him in many ways. No, I don't. Um, I just no. wanted to give him credit for what an amazing debut season. And I said to him, look, We'll have you on the show. If he makes the final, we've got to have him is on the winning? show. Is he winning? Is he winning this this round? Yeah, he's through. He's he's like he's winning by miles. Like he's 90, 93, 72 up, and he's got Bruno captain tonight and Green. I don't think the other guy can catch him. And the other guy bench boosted. So he beat him. Whoa. The, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's um wow. some achievement, Pete. So well that done. Is, We're right behind you. And go on, Pete. Yeah, I, I think unofficially you're having the best debut season. In the history of, of all time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I mean, talk about ego boost. Yeah, it is. But yeah. who says we don't celebrate success? There you go. Well done, Pete. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one to celebrate. A very, very good story, and we'll carry on that over the last few game weeks. Hopefully, he's in the final and in the top one K as well. Um, that's about it from us. And it's been an odd one starting so early, but we've timed it well because we're hmm. ending just in time for the, for the kick. I know it's odd. And I've been on the tea rather than the beer, which hasn't sat well with me. I want to go back to a bit later and be on the beer hmm. next week, hmm. um, which will be our final two shows or the final two game week shows of the season. Uh, the Apprentice just need to mention that one more time because we're still taking nominations for that. We think we've got some strong contenders, but it's not too late if your application... Not too late. 
leaps out, then we will be in touch. And I think um, probably in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start reaching out to a few of the candidates and start talking to them. And then hopefully post-season, we'll have our first video with the two two candidates that are successful. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and now's the time if you've got a brother, a friend, a sister, a dad, a mum, anyone who, you know, maybe watches football, doesn't understand what you're talking about when you play FPL, now is the time to convince them that they want to do this with us and get them to send us an email and hopefully we'll chat to them and, and get them on next year. Absolutely. Um, so all that's left is a smash and like from Mr. Ass. A smash and like. And just a final plug for Weekly 7, there's a link in the description. Give it a go. It's free. £5 Uber Eats voucher. Um, whenever you do your predictions so give it a go but yeah make sure you give us a like uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button because you know we start at any time now how are you going to know when we start if you haven't yeah, subscribed this is, it. This is our trick isn't it yeah we go midday next week you know I mean there's only one episode left so <laughs> you're probably not going to get burnt too much um, but yeah it's um, yeah it's good night from me everyone and we'll see you for the final show I think it's going to be Wednesday next week Mark because I'm doing is the it? FPL show the final one on, on Thursday. Okay. So new Wednesday. Test me again with a Wednesday show. I will I will do my best to make that as well. Um but I think there'll be two, won't there? We'll do one for ahead of Game Week 37 and one ahead of Game Week 38, I think. So there's two to go. Oh, we're gonna do one early in the week. We do one on Monday. Oh, of course it's in a week, isn't it? I forgot the fixtures have changed, isn't it? Oh no. It is yeah, one yeah. show and then one there's postseason. Only one, one show. So we'll have to go Wednesday and cover two game weeks. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's going to be fun for you on Thursday morning. Yes, thanks for that. Um, okay, well, I look forward to that. <laughs> End the season on the challenge. It's a, it's a good night for me. Night, everyone. Podcast Network.